episode three, Overcoming Anxiety in Uncertain Times, with guest Sam Wartel. Welcome to Live, Learn, Lead. Whether you are a new leader, aspiring to be one, or simply want to master leading your own life, this podcast is for you. Leadership starts from within, and we believe that the first step to leading in any walk of life is to lead yourself. Designed specifically to educate and motivate the leader within you, we have honest and inspiring stories of what success really looks like. Interviews with leadership experts from around the world, and personal insights from me, your host, Natalie Lockyer. Our mission is to make sure we all learn how to live our best lives and lead others so that they can do the same. Hi guys, so we're breaking away from our normal schedule today and I'm here with a dear friend, Sam Ortel. He is a coach and author. He's got his own radio show at the moment. Check that out, it's really great. And he is also a speaker and we're here today to talk about anxiety because it's something we're probably all noticing, whether you suffer normally, or whether it's very situational at the moment, the changing climate. We're going to try and avoid the C word as much as possible, and that is the corona word, um, but we'll be mentioning it. And we're going to talk about what you can do personally to limit your own anxiety and what businesses can do to help support their, their teams and their members as well. So, Sam, hey, how are you? Hello, Natalie. I'm very well. Um, keeping you alive and no virus so far, so I'm well. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, no, we're surviving. I mean, there's been some ups and downs, undeniably, and I put a video out today about that. But um, we're surviving. I think the main thing is is just to look at what you can do yourself. Um, but yeah, I thought we kind of like dive straight in, if you don't mind, with like how much you have experienced anxiety, because there's a reason why you focus particularly on anxiety and mental health and mental fitness. Um, and why you talk to organizations about how they can support their workers in that. Uh, yes, so I have an experience, have had an experience for about eight years, struggle with anxiety. Um, my my medicine in quotation marks was the alcohol, so I used to drink a lot. Uh, that drove me almost to complete self-destruction and being on the verge of um, suicide and uh, basically not in a very happy place. I've managed to get through this and, you know, this led me to this moment. So it led me to discovering coaching. It led me to discovering speaking, getting my own radio show, uh, meeting you as well. So good things came through it, but it was really challenging eight years of my life. Yeah. And so it wasn't just something that really suddenly hit you, was it? It wasn't you just woke up one day and realized you were anxious. It was something that... You, you've shared quite a lot with me because we, we've gotten to know each other recently quite well um just about how it built up and then what you had to go through to realize where you were at because it wasn't like you just woke up one day and realized was it no definitely not it was something that was growing and I was not aware of it obviously when something happens gradually from day to day you don't actually notice it only one day you wake up and you think whoa this problem was not here a year ago something is not right um what it comes from in my opinion in my case was probably when i was growing up um, i was always this happy-go-lucky kid i wanted everybody to uh, get on well together i didn't like confrontations so i think that led me to become a bit of a people pleaser and um not really standing up for myself, not having healthy boundaries, not being assertive, 
And I think that was my route to anxiety. Um, so it got to the really, really dark place. And in order to get through it, I had to become really um, very painfully honest with myself. And at the age of 30, I had to look in the mirror and say, listen, dude, um, I think you have created a bit of a loser and you might have to do something about it. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle because if you want to um, if you want to deal with the problem, you have to be really honest with yourself and admit mm-hmm. what the problem really is. Otherwise, you're going to be running in circles and it will be coming back. And it's not easy because uh, usually the problem is, like I said, I had to tell myself that, you know, I'm a bit of a loser maybe because I don't stand up for myself. I don't always say what I mean and yada, yada. So that's why this key moment is is so hard for so many people. But I've managed. And, and looking back at it, I think um, I'm grateful for this challenging time because it, it led me to my best experiences in my life. It led me to learning a lot about myself, other people, how the world works, how people interact with each other and so on. Mm, thank you for sharing and so then you spend quite a long time like like you said get, getting out of it and finding ways that work for you so I was wondering if you could kind of share because I think there are people who've had anxiety for quite a while and it's maybe flaring at this point where the world's very uncertain what we should and shouldn't do is changing hourly sometimes not even daily um, and there's also a lot of financial strain and stress as well people um are worried will they have a job where are they working they're having to work in non-optimal environments or for people like me and I, I portfolio work so I coach and I also do contracting I've lost loads of contracts this week like literally today I've opened like four emails saying um hi yet really sorry we're not continuing um the process for this or very sorry but we'll contact you once this is over which is understandable for the business but for me I definitely had quite a lot of flaring of anxiety going okay so I've gone from potentially having a really solid financial summer to uh oh <laughs> what am I going to do um and I think a lot of people are in that boat you know there's a lot of support but there's also a lot of uncertainty so what would you say would be the top things people can do right now particularly where we've got socialization and social isolation coming on to take back control and start resetting that anxiety and trying to keep it at bay um right now um I think there's a few things we can do. First of all, I, I always like to go to this idea of dichotomy of control, which comes from uh, stoicism. Is basically there are certain things we can control in life and certain things we cannot control in life. So we cannot control the fact that this is happening. We have to accept it. Um, the more you resist, the more you become anxious. So we have to accept that this is happening and we are all on the same boat. We're all going through it. And then think about the little things that you can control. So, for example, if you're working from home or you 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 had to take some time off, I would advise people to keep the routine. So don't stay all day in bed because that's probably the quickest way for anxiety or depression to slide into your life. Uh, wake up in the morning and plan a day that you can have productive, that you have something to do. Uh, um, it feels like your day has a structure. Even though we're staying, you know, we have to stay at home, there are still ways to connect with other people like we're doing now through internet. Uh, you can use Skype, Zoom, and all the other uh, technology to 
talk to your friends, talk to your family, even random people. And I've seen people playing games, which is really cool. So even though um, it, it seems like we are all apart now because everybody's sitting in their houses, I can see that this has a completely opposite effect. And a lot of people started connecting with each other, mm, which is pretty cool. Time together and that kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so those are the things I would advise. So have somebody to talk to so you don't feel really isolated, so you don't really feel like you're in this on your own. That's uh, that's a big thing with anxiety. Uh, have somebody to talk, even if it's your friend or a family member, or maybe you have a coach. Um, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook, even random people say, I'm here if you want to talk. So um, I think the positive effect of all of this is that it seems like people started opening up to each other, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, I have seen like people wanting to help a lot more, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's like a dark side, like I saw something saying, oh, um, put a sign on your <clears> door if you need help and we'll come knock, take a step back and ask you what you need. Unfortunately, other people then have said, oh, but that means, you know, that vulnerable person has put a note on the door so other people will know they're vulnerable. And I think there's two sides of it. And I think obviously anxiety feeds mm-hmm. into that second side quite a lot. But it's really nice to see the wave of people saying, okay, let's take some time here to reset, to really think about what's working for you and kind of take this as an opportunity almost to go, wow, okay, all those things I was filling my life with, were they that important? Were they fulfilling me? Are they defining me in the way I thought they were defining me? What are the things I enjoy doing? But, you know, like I love dancing. It's not on at the moment. There's a lot of online classes. It's not quite the same. But I, I'm lucky in that I've not defined myself through it. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing that I do. But I think some people can define themselves in the things they do. And I think they're discovering that they are themselves outside of that, which is wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So you're saying keep routine, talk mm-hmm. to people. Um, how do you feel about, like, video calling? So, like, you and I right now are talking via Zoom and we're video calling. So do you think that's better than phone uh- call? I think that's a great idea because not only um, it's not like just having a phone conversation when you have uh, audio when, when when you chat to somebody, but it feels more personal. You almost feel like that person is inside in your room. So I think it's a step up from from having a normal conversation. But also I want to link to what you say. Um, it is a good opportunity for all of us to stop for a second and think uh, about you know what I actually have in my life, start appreciating what I have, re-evaluating. Um, and thinking ahead, um, there might be a tricky times from economical standpoint. So you might use this time to think, what can I do mm-hmm. to set myself in a better position when this blows over, when this, when this, we when we go through this. So we get attached to a certain status. Maybe you will have to sell that, that swanky car you have at the moment and buy something cheaper for a year or two just to go through this um, through this challenging time. So mm-hmm. we can use this, this opportunity to actually plan next steps and what is the best we can do. Because this is where anxiety is coming from, being uncertain about the future. So we worry what the future is going to look like. I don't know. I'm afraid. Or what if this happens? What if that happens? But if you have a rough plan, or maybe even detailed plan. Basically, if you have a plan, <laughs> any plan, any plan will do. If you, it doesn't involve panic buying toilet roll. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, 
word panic is not in the picture at all. Um, so if you have a, a, an idea of what you can do to get through these challenging times after coronavirus is out of the picture, you know, that will help you feel calm and, and relaxed and prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, like, I know my partner, bless him, doesn't watch news very often, but has become quite addicted to the news bulletins. I have now enforced, like, okay, we'll watch, like, 20 minutes and then we have to turn it off, do something else, watch something else. Because it's, like, it can really get to you. So is there anything you advise not doing to try and minimise your anxiety as well? Well, yeah, don't watch news 24-7. It's crazy. <laughs> that, that's the quickest way to be anxious. Uh, one of the biggest steps that I have taken when I was going through my anxiety, I sold my TV and I had lovely 3D, massive TV, you know, boys like toys and all that shit. So I got rid of my TV and I haven't bought a new one since, so five years. And I don't watch news. I don't uh, read newspapers. Obviously, we need to have some kind of information, right, mm-hmm. on what's going on, what we should do. What's the situation like? So if you watch news once a day, that should be more than enough. And I would advise you not to do it in the morning, maybe in the afternoon or the evening, because if you if you watch news as the first thing you do in the morning, that will program your mind. That will create a mindset that you're going to carry with yourself for the rest of the day. So you're just going to think about what if this, what if that. Um, I would advise people to think about something positive in the morning. If you already are in the situation where, okay, I have to stay home, I have food to eat, I have a toilet roll, <laughs> and I have a soap, you 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 basically set for the next few days. So I don't think there's going to be another crazy information that you have to crawl under your bed to feel safe. So you can leave that on the side and think about what can you do to look after your mindset. So you wake up in the morning, as I said, create a healthy routine, think about something positive, listen to something positive, um, and maybe check news in the evening to see if anything has changed. But I think it's not a good idea. I know some people are adva- um, sorry, addicted to news and like to just watch, you know, 24-7, and it's just feeding, it's just feeding your energy and your anxiety. That's not a good idea. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, I know not everybody can get outside because they live in an apartment or a flat or something like that. But um, I think we're being warned about social distancing and people breaking those rules over the weekend. Um, But I, I know like me going outside and even on a cloudy day, as long as it's not pouring with rain, looking up at the sky can massively improve my mood. So I try and go for a walk in the morning or, you know, just, just even go outside my, in my back door and look up at the sky and kind of remember the trees and the world is there still. Um, and that it's all kind of ticking along without realizing. So I find that helps me. What else would you suggest as like maybe a positive thing to do in the morning? What are some of the things if people are struggling, if they're not used to doing it in the morning, what would you suggest they do? Um, I personally like listening to motivational talks in the morning. Um, um, that was also a big thing in my recovery from anxiety. Every morning, almost every morning, I wake up, I put my headphones and play something, usually on YouTube, go and make myself a tea. So that already uh, programs my mind to think in, in a positive way for the rest of my day. If you have a garden, you can have a tea outside. As you say, it's always nicer to get out, like especially now weather is improving. Mm-hmm. Get out for a few minutes. 
if you, I, I, I'm not a health professional now, so I don't want to say you should do this or that. But I, if you go for a walk in the park, which is just outside of your house, for example, if you have a park close, I don't think that's tragic. I think that the problem is with with places where uh, there's a large amounts of people, so pubs, bars, restaurants, and, and all that. Uh, kind of places most of which are closed aren't they so that's kind of limited yes but Mm. yeah exactly yeah so going for a walk in a park where there's not really many people I don't think that's such a drastic crazy measure and I think that can that will help you deal with your anxiety and improve your mood I think that's a good idea I myself I just went for a run two days ago Uh, now I suffer with my knees but that's due to age (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, it helped me. It, it helped me, you know, push through um, uh, this this uh, feeling of uncertainty. Okay, great. So we've kind of got like what I'm hearing from you is like find something positive to let into your mind mm. first thing in the morning. Maybe take some time for you in the morning as well. Take a breath, have a cup of tea, mm-hmm. possibly even you know. I know I have some clients who prefer journaling in the morning. I prefer journaling at night. Um, things I would possibly add into that would be looking at setting your intentions or goals for the day even if you're working from home even if it's limited you know just like it might be I'm going to put the washing on I'm going to get dressed and I'm mm-hmm. going to read this one thing um, and then you've actually got a plan for the day or if you're working you still got your daily work regardless of how you're doing that um, and I'm hearing from you sort of like exercise and outside is really quite important as well and just remember you have a plan and having a longer term plan to feel more in control so it's taking you outside of this immediate panic Mm-hmm. um is that would you say that was right yeah absolutely so i always say we had a credit crunch and we had a recession a few years ago and obviously it's uncertain times but what i always say is world will not stop spinning mm-hmm. now so we have to keep going we have to readjust and we have to find new ways and solutions for our problems so if you're stuck at home you can use this time to think what i can do to make uh, uh, my comeback after this better and easier. So instead of just sitting at home and crying and panicking and be anxious, just simply sit down and think, okay, this might be a problem. Maybe I don't have too too much money that is safe. Maybe there's something I I can sell, or maybe I have a plan to make some extra money. All these kind of things. So simple, practical things that can set you up for a better recovery. Yeah. And I like that, like you said at the beginning, um, the stoicism, remember what you can control rather than what you can't. Uh, I think that's so so important right now. There's so many things we can't control. Um, And I guess like if you are feeling particularly vulnerable, if maybe you're like a single parent or if you are in an at-risk category, just be very mindful of that and then um, reach out to those around you because they want to help you and um, remind them that helping people helps you so it's it's not Mm -hmm. altruistic and so it's okay to accept that help so I'd like to if it's okay with you kind of move on because I think it's great to understand our own locus of influence but then there are people who are in charge of a business who are in charge of teams who are worried about how do I make sure my teams are as comfortable as possible that they're anxiety and stress levels are as low as possible and how do I support them when we've got agile working and I know a lot of people are doing like zoom calls they're checking in with people but what would you advise to help people who are managing their teams and are concerned about the level of anxiety with their staff 
I would say that good relationship and communication between them is crucial. So it's in certain times and um, reassuring your teams and your staff that you are there for them to talk uh, about any anxieties they might have, any problems they might have. Um, open door policy is not enough. I, I, I think that's it's a good idea, but when people say, we have, we have an open door <coughs> policy, everybody know they can come and talk. That's not enough. You reassure your people that you're here for them, you can talk to them. Uh, if you're in the office, for example, if you have to be in the office because some people will still have to work, uh, make sure that if somebody comes to you and want to talk about what, what is bothering them, choose appropriate time, appropriate place. You don't want to talk about somebody's anxiety or depression in the middle of the open open <laughs> plan office. So <laughs> you want to sit in, in, in the closed office. And, uh, See, so we're laughing have... because we had this conversation last week on the radio, yeah. didn't we? And, um... I, I literally had that once when I wasn't doing so well mentally in a workplace. Somebody would come up to me and ask me how I was doing. And they were being very genuine, but <laughs> in an open plan office, like, how are you? And like, oh, yeah, let me just tell you, my 32 other colleagues, <laughs> you know, would um, <clears throat> be slightly lower at, at these times. But, yeah, I think that's a very good point is making sure it's an appropriate place to, to, to mm-hmm. have that discussion and a time frame that the, the individual is comfortable with. Yeah. A lot of companies now have a... Um, um, staff support programs like external coaching for example or um, counseling they can have for free and my company does so if you have a team make sure they know how to use that that they do have it and they can reach out and they don't have to pay mm-hmm. for it they have to pay so make sure everybody is um, informed sufficiently and they know what is going on what kind of support and can expect and what is off the table uh, be honest, don't don't BS people. That's the worst thing you can do, especially if they're already uncertain and anxious. And, and if, if you lose their trust, you're done. Mm-hmm. We spoke so, about that as well, you know, yeah. trust and leadership. I think that's really key. But what do you do when like you want to be honest, but you're afraid that by being honest and saying, actually, I don't know the answer right now, you're worried that that might increase that anxiety because like, well, you should know, right? So what would you say to that? I would be honest and they, and then say, um, I don't know, but I'm going to find out for you. So yeah. saying, you know, if you don't know, you, you cannot make up the answer. And even if you do, you can just make the situation worse. Mm-hmm. Just be honest and say, I don't know, and then find out. Okay, great. And then just like escalate that up. And is there Absolutely. anything else you can do besides that? Because obviously... There are limitations to working if you are working remotely or if you're working in a reduced workforce but still in the office. Um, there are going to be limitations to what you can do and there's going to be strains and pressures. So is there anything else you could recommend doing that would just help sort of prevent people getting to that almost breaking point of needing to go to employee assistance and go to counselling and things like that? It's hmm, a good question. Um, what else could we do? Um as I said, I think the 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 being the fact of being open is very important. So maybe having regular updates with the people that actually are in the office, telling them what is going on. Um, obviously, productivity will be lower, and some people get anxious about that, feeling maybe they're not doing enough. Um, reassuring them that you know that's okay. That's just the way it goes for now. Um, so regular touch base with people that are actually off in the office might be a good idea 
and um, yeah, updating them on what is the situation, what is the company doing about that, uh, what is the action plan afterwards, maybe because some people might be afraid that they might lose job or mm-hmm. um, have their hours cut or this or that. So um, informing them of what is the plan afterwards, that would be a good idea as well. Yeah. Okay. Great. And do you think there's a place for, um, I was speaking to one leader the other day, they were working at like, um, kind of a a distribution type place. I can't really say where it was, but they were saying they were introducing a lot more, um, personal development onto their calls. So it wasn't necessarily all business related, but they were bringing mindset into their calls. They were sharing, um, a book that they could all read through audible or through um online where it was almost like a little book club but he was taking the opportunity to help his team develop even more and go hey guys you know just to distract you just to help you get on with this we're going to read this book on resilience or we're going to read this book on um think rich grow rich or you know all of the classical stuff but he was actually bringing that in because he did it in his personal life and he knew it helped do you think that we can bring that into businesses do you think that's something we can do outside of you know somebody who's running their own business and got their own ability to choose what they do i think it's a great idea and i think that um that is a good point that that guy is a good leader because now he's connecting with the human side of the of his team it's not just these are my employees this is my staff that i have to look after and take care of but now in these times it's more important that everybody feels that we are strong together Mm -hmm. and we are here to support each other so i think it's a really good idea it takes uh, the attention of, oh, my God, what's going to happen with the business into, let's read this book. And, you know, we still feel like a team, but it's a bit different setting. So almost like having some time to uh, do some team development kind of stuff. It's a great idea, I think. Okay, great. Yeah. So like I kind of, I feel we've covered quite a lot and obviously I'm mindful of your time, but something I wanted to kind of bring up because like you're a coach, I'm a coach. We love like having geeky moments like this and (laughs) he's like pulling faces at me at this this point. He's like, oh no, what are you going to pull out of the hat? (laughs) Um, But in positive psychology, um, they have the term post-traumatic growth. Um, and it's something mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm writing a module at the moment on resilience and I'm trying to release it to people. I'm trying to release it hopefully for free, um, so that it can help people. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated by the fact that not only can we grow in times of perhaps trauma or stress or adversity, but that adversity can increase, um, our growth exponentially that we could actually have this ability to grow beyond what we were capable of before because of adversity. Is that something you think is possible? Is that something you think people could aspire to achieve with this challenging time? Absolutely. And I think adversity and overcoming challenging times is the best way to grow. You know, they say no pain, no gain. It's the same when you go to the gym, you have to have so muscles after, after a good session for your muscle to grow. Um, and I agree with that completely. When there is some challenging times, there is learning. You just have to be willing to listen and be open to receive the lesson. Uh, especially in this particular situation, we all have a bit of extra time, or most of us, because most of us are at home, either working from home or had to take some time off. Um, 
So thinking about what could I learn from this and what could I invest my time into learning, that would be a good idea. But I definitely, I definitely agree that adversity is the opportunity to grow. And as you say, it's usually exponential growth as well. Mm, exciting. So Sam, I guess that leads me on to like maybe an ending question. This is unfair, guys, because I've not prepared him. But how are you going to exponentially grow in this time? What are you going to use it for? Okay, so um, <laughs> exactly, I'm not prepared, but probably I, I can mention my uh, my most recent project that I've done mm-hmm. uh, with Malina. So we started a business together called uh, Mind Fortune, and our initial our initial plan was to do training in corporate and business setting. But because this has happened, we sat down again together, and we came up with the idea that actually we would prefer to do a personal development courses and corporate and business as our sort of secondary source mm-hmm. of inspiration. Um, so, so this is something that we're working on now. We're trying to figure out how we can support people through these challenging times, what we can do afterwards, um, and we're planning some events when this all uh, ends. So we're planning some events. Um, we're thinking about what is the best thing that we can we can give people to quickly bounce back and and go back to their normal lives so probably this would be um my biggest thing now so this is something that's been driving me nuts for weeks and sam <laughs> finally announced last night is like he's just been putting all this stuff hashtag mf everywhere and i'm like what is it what is it <laughs> And then finally, last night we found out. So it's called Mind Fortunes, and you're going to Mind be focusing on helping people. Um, really, I guess you've. I mean, you can explain it better than me. But um, my take home from was really to um, find the treasure that's in your own mind, find the fortune mm-hmm. that's in your own mind, and you're going to help people do that on a one-on-one basis. And then once this is over, expand that into how businesses can do that as well. Yeah. So his initial initial idea was um, about developing businesses through investing in people's potential, expanding people's potential, because very often a lot of talent that is already in the business is lost because nobody invests and take uh, and take time mm-hmm. to actually dig it out and develop it. Um, so that was our initial idea, but now we want to change the approach a little bit and and focus on personal development courses first, probably. It's very adaptable, isn't it? I mean, that's one of the things I do with a lot of leaders is I work on their personal development first because if you don't know who you are and you don't know how to interact, then you can't you can't help other people. So yeah, I love that. So thank you for sharing that. So guys, watch this space. Um, in 12 weeks time, you're going to have some awesome stuff or before then, you're going to have some awesome stuff. You're going to exponentially grow, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We're going to grow together because it's not... It's about us growing as well, us learning and and passing the the knowledge back to everybody else. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us your time and your knowledge. No problem at all. I really appreciate you coming on at last minute and we look forward to seeing what you're doing. Thank you for having me and I'm looking forward to connecting again very soon, hopefully. Yeah, very soon. Watch this space. We've got some projects to be talking about after this. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Exciting stuff but that this too will pass. I know it's uncertain and scary times, but we need to be able to remember what we can control and focus on that. Have a good positive morning routine 
make sure you stay active and make sure you are talking to people who matter most to you. And when you're managing a team, be clear and transparent and don't be afraid to be honest, just maybe not too honest. And maybe add in that element of personal development so everybody can grow exponentially in this time of uncertainty rather than simply worry. Go well, be safe and look after yourself.